welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one minute at a time. I'm Scott Carell. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And join us again today for the last time this week, John Kuhn. Welcome back. Howdy. Happy Friday. Yeah. Uh, so today we are going back to minute 75, which begins with George asking if uh, Marty thinks he really ought to swear. And ends with uh, Marty McFly's ultimate sadness. I, I, I love that that. Uh, Marty is like, yeah, yes, goddammit, swear. Like, he just, he's <laughs> so fed up. Yeah, like, yes, swear. Like, and I just, I also love how concerned George is. Like, George immediately, like, has a, like, breaks his, his stance and is just like, do you really think I should swear? Like, it, like he's in the middle of a scene and then it asks the director a question, you know? Mm hmm. It's just I don't know. It's just it just it, I just think it's funny the bo- the body language that George has in the scene. No, is really it's funny. it's insane. Um, yeah, it, it's simple, but swearing back at him and a response. Yeah. To <laughs> but a God worse. Damn yeah. it! Yes, it's like saying it's like <laughs> yes. saying watch your goddamn mouth. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Although the line "Hey, you get your goddamn hands off" her is way cooler. That's way more. Yeah, but but. That might be too much for Lorraine. I didn't take, like how taking, you, the, taking the Lord's name in vain. I mean, you don't know. You don't know how she. I didn't she like how you that. swore back there, George. Or at least, what, or, at least <laughs> or at least Marty wouldn't know. Sure. You know, sure. because he still thinks that his mom is the woman that she presented at dinner in 1985. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that she's different from that yet. Sure. Um. So I could see him just. Be, you know, just stick with damn because it's simple, you know. Mm-hmm. So he says he said so. So George is like <laughs> is scared of a controlled situation. <laughs> like, I just wish I wasn't so scared. Yeah, we all do, George. <laughs> we all he's, do. He's he Marty's got so much training wheels on right now. <laughs> yeah. George is like George is like the human equivalent of like courage the cowardly dog. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Just 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 be a person. Oh my god. <laughs> I just wish I wasn't so scared. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. What? It is easy. It's not a real thing. It's talking. It's all fake. <laughs> It's all fake, and it and it's all to a one-person audience. It's like, like what? It's like imagining it's like how how do I know when I say my line, you'll say your line? I mean, that's <laughs> I I just I will, I just will. But what if you punch me back? I won't. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, hey, you get your tenth, and Marty just cold cocks George in the parking lot. <laughs> what, Marty? Oh, yeah. get back! He just gets really into his role. Uh, it this goes back to uh what we were saying earlier about um you guys had the running joke about him killing his parents he's really he still is dead set on just being the guy in the shadows being the guy in the tree it's like when your friend asks you to go out and do something you know you're gonna have more fun out but you've been on that couch for a while it takes a lot of mental preparation and uh, a lot of buildup to like get off the couch because you're like, oh, believe me, I, here. I, I'm, 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 I'm very surprised that I've been anywhere 
in my life <laughs> instead of just sitting at home. Yeah. Like, like he's now, already especially... in the tree. He gets to see her. He gets to look in on her. Like, this is the next step. What if it doesn't work? He already has kind of what he wants. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's, he's reached his limited vision of, of success. Yeah. He's building a, building a wall for him, building a, a box for himself. He's keeping himself another brick in the wall. There's another brick in the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, I just God, George is just so sad. Yeah, he's a he's just a he's just a real bummer of a human. Frustrating to watch him. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, like I, I think ever since Bo pointed this out last week, like Bo, Bo was just like, you know, like George is a terrible person. <laughs> like, no, he's a cow. <laughs> He, you know, I was just like, I was just like, you know, he kind of is. Like, he's just, he's just the worst kind of guy. Like, you, you would not want to hang out with George. Uh, so, so, so we get that weird callback to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you, uh, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything, which is a callback to Marty calling back to <laughs> a line that Doc Brown never actually says in the movie. Yeah, it's in so, any movie, I think, right. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I am. I. I know parts two and three less by heart. Like I know this one. I think America does. Yeah, but you know, well, I guess we'll we'll see if if Doc actually uh, says that line in the sequels at any yeah. point. I'm but, only uh, like eighty percent sure that there even is a second one when we just didn't like create it. Like our second. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like the Bernstein Bears. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a weird line. So like after he says that. You know, accomplish anything. What do you imagine happens? I think they made out. (laughs) You imagine George just being like, well, like, like what? Like what, Marty? Like what? Why is your hand on my shoulder? Marty, no, we can't. (laughs) And then it just becomes Carol. (laughs) If I'm going to make out my mom, I might as well make out my dad. Might as well go two for two, huh? I mean, let's just go two for two. He's actually yet to make out with his mom. He's going to start with his dad. He's just like, George, I'm going to make a therapist in 1985 very happy and very rich. (laughs) It's easy, George. (laughs) Come on, George. You and your your buddies never never practiced on each other. He's like, George, I'm going to make a therapist in 1985 very happy and very rich. You better start saving now. George and Lorraine are laying there one night, you know, like pillow talking like couples do. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't her son look a lot like that boy, Calvin Klein? Yeah, I made out with him. She's like, really? That's George, so hot. You made out with <laughs> George? You made out with him too? Yeah, Lorraine. <laughs> what, Lorraine? What? Oh, uh, see, I was imagining. Did, in, did you in say the... you made out with him? What, Lorraine? What, Lorraine? <laughs> I was, I was imagining in the midst of lovemaking, they both accidentally call each other Calvin. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, in unison. In unison. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it's, and then it and be- that was the moment that Marty was conceived. And then it's like a screwball comedy moment. They're like, "What? What did you say? What did you say, Calvin? I said Calvin. <laughs> yeah. Calvin, who? That boy from <laughs> that high school? The one that kind of weirdly looks like Marty, but we never talk about it." <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I feel like I'm filthing this up. I make everything filthy, and you guys are adding to it. But uh. <laughs> this is all this is all PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Not would not this would not be PG thirteen 
in the 50s, by the way. I don't even think no, it would no, be rated X, but I mean, dear Lord. I mean, it'd be PG in 1985. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so, so, uh, so let's see. So, George controls, scared of a controlled situation, accomplish anything. Um, then we cut to uh, we cut to across town at night. I I don't know if this is the next night or later that night or or what the deal is. Um, I imagine it's later that night. But uh, cut to town. We're back at uh, the uh, the, uh, the 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 clock tower square, and um, we get a we get a good shot of the movie theater mm-hmm. uh, off the corner, which I always think of. Uh, I always associate the movie theater with Gremlins because, you know, they use this same square in Gremlins and the movie theater plays a much larger role in Gremlins than it does here. So I, whenever they show the movie theater in this, in this movie, I, I, I am always, or any of these movies, I'm always just like, ah, oh, it's, it's where they blew up all the Gremlins. Is this, We're watching is it a Snow set White. Then that they're on? Yeah, they're on a back lot on the on the Universal lot. They they've used this, they've used this back lot in a ton of movies. But like most notably, it's like it's like this and and Gremlins and um, what was the other one that we Gilmore Girls. Well, yeah, Gilmore Girls. But yeah, there's it's been used on a lot of TV shows too, especially yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I just assume they always um, change that. Thank you, thank you for this teaching moment. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was so, real before I, I started this podcast. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's the movie theater from uh, from Gremlins that was showing uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and they they blew up all the Gremlins inside of it, like Inglorious um, Bastards. Yeah, not not the movie theater, however, that that uh, the Hulk was in from Gremlins Two. It's a different one. There was like a movie theater scene in Gremlins Two that like broke the fourth wall. I think we forget how. Yeah, no, the eighties weren't wasn't the uh, the best time for movies. I'm, I mean, it was pretty good, but I'm just imagining like a, a less elegant version of this movie, like Back to the Future, and like there's a very real possibility that like Hulk Hogan could have made like a cameo in this. Yeah, or like I don't know, like the eighties or so, even like not too like you know like there's no like Madonna, there's no mm-hmm. this movie isn't the Goonies, you know, like it, it it's it's elegant. Classic. You know, it's funny though. I always associate, you know, like Hulk Hogan with the early, ni- early to mid nineties. Like I feel 90s. like that's when he was. Like, I feel like that's when he was doing most of his movie stuff. Yeah, I, think I don't he, remember him in a lot of eighties movies. I think like, he was still I mean, a of real. Of course, there's there's Rocky three, of course. Sure, but that's but, that's but eighty five, right? Ro- no, Rocky four was eighty five. Okay, Rocky two, Rocky three was eighty two. Oh, I didn't realize the Rocky movies were that old. That's insane. Yeah. I, I feel, um, yeah, I feel like he was maybe like a real wrestler in 1985. It wasn't a cartoon character yet, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure he was literally a cartoon character in like 1991. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Hulk Hogan cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Uh, um, yeah, Rocky what it was. Actually, Rocky Three is actually his first uh, role. Oh, okay. His that first, makes sense. First credited role. And then Gremlins 2 wasn't until 1990. And Suburban Commando wasn't until 1991. And it's been at the uh, top of the American box office ever since. I was right about there being a Hulk Hogan cartoon series. Hulk Hogan's but it was. Rock and Wrestling? Yeah, it was, it was 85 <laughs> to 87. So and you it was have actually that. on. It was actually on right now. Um, it's on Hulk right Hogan's, now? 
it was it like when while when this movie came. Oh, out. Oh, yeah. you were watching it right now. No, no, no. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Oh, uh, what what I'm looking at says September 14th, 1985 to December 6th, 1986. But then they stopped the reruns June 27th, 1987. Oh, okay. So it didn't even get reruns for an entire year. Man. Okay. And then, you know, and then Three Ninjas, High Noon, and Mega Mountain wouldn't come until, like, nearly April 10th of 1988. How have I never seen a hipster of someone wearing a a Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling t-shirt? I don't know. Maybe that's almost too, too deep, too obscure. Yeah. Uh, I I I I remember. Uh, well, ah uh, ah. Uh, oh, here we go. Crossover. We're bringing it back around. Okay. Suburban Commando mm-hmm. with Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd, who was in Back to the Future, which is what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Where he was frozen today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. He was frozen in that movie. He 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 let he let us know often. Oh man! And then, uh, but Santa with muscles wasn't until uh, I believe November eighth, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> Suburban Commando, October fourth, nineteen ninety one. A day that will live in infamy. Yeah. Chef Ramsay, <laughs> one of the AFI's picks for the greatest heroes in movie history. <laughs> oh boy. Um, what a weird minute this is. I feel this is literally like the calm before the storm. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, well, speaking of which, the weather says it's going to be uh, clear, clear skies. But Marty, there's, like, ah! there's a there's a there's a dig about about uh, meteorologists being garbage. Yeah, and that's a fun dig. But like, if this were like if lives were on the line, we would absolutely call it. The minute that a weatherman says clear skies, I feel like, you know, and like they still do it. And I'm just like, God, yeah. Well, they're also going off the information of I was, I'm from the future. I know for sure that's what happens. That's that's very true. He doesn't know that it happened. I I think it would be very difficult to change the weather. Yeah. I feel like if anything is set in time and, and, and uh, 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 not reactant to uh, the butterfly effect, sure. I feel like the weather would be the most likely choice. Has there ever been an X-Men story where they send Storm back to the past or future? Oh, I'm sure there's been a million of those. <laughs> I don't know. A storm could, could wreck the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, she could. Like, I, 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 think, I think just about every X-Men story is a time travel story at this point. The one I'm reading right now is, yeah, so there you go. You could do, you could affect so much because you wouldn't think about all the little, the the minutia throughout life and how that could affect someone uh, in Ohio or uh, France or whatever. But what would you have to do to affect the weather? Probably I don't know. something along the lines of having like a nuclear bomb go off. Right, which was the, which was the original ending of Back to the Future. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, the original really? ending to this movie was an atomic bomb going off. Yeah, an atomic explosion sends him back in time. That's what that's what the nuke the fridge thing came from. Does it does it eradicate all of Hill Valley? <laughs> no, they don't. They're not anywhere near Hill Valley. They go out to the middle of the desert and do it. I kind of want to see that movie. Yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the FBI are like coming out to take them, and like that's the moment where everyone. That's the moment where Doc changes from a respected scientist to like a kook. Oh, because like, oh, the G-Men, because the they G-Men him. came after him. 
They got him blowing up Calvin Klein out in the middle of the Doc desert. Doc murdered a guy out in the desert. With an atomic bomb. He was a kid, too. He was a nice kid. His name was, like, Calvin or something. Yeah. Doc just blew him up in cold blood. <laughs> That's what the uh, cereal's weird. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we... Cereal season three. Wait, can we... Can... God, if I had a million dollars, I would... Record a conversation between Sarah Koenig and Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown in prison. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> hey, Koenig. <laughs> uh, collect call from <laughs> Hill Valley, <laughs> Hill Valley <laughs> Mental Institution. <laughs> I can't remember where I was, but... Uh... I'm not crazy. I don't know. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. Oh, that kid was a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, sure he was. <laughs> the last episode of Serial's uh, first season is like Sarah Koenig. Like, no, I know this sounds crazy, but we, we finally broke it. Jay, Jay traveled back in time. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So speaking of traveling back in time, <laughs> Marty says to George uh, that you can do whatever you want to if you put your mind to, and he said that's a thing that Doc like never actually said. Sure. But right. isn't it kind of odd? That, okay, so when I first watched it, I was like, oh, that's like a, that's a son giving a dad advice that a dad should be giving his son. But Marty never got that from his dad because his dad's a loser. So Marty had to go <laughs> back in time to give his dad advice so he could later give him the advice that he should be giving him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So like Marty kind of makes George a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. Another 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 origin that Marty is somehow responsible for. Yeah. What if God is just a cool '80s teenager that traveled back far enough in time? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think I think the theory is uh, laid down definitely in this movie. So. <laughs> I wish our episode titles were long because that would be it. That's a that's an episode of True Detective. We title it. And oh man! God is just a cool '80s teenager who traveled back in time. <laughs> uh, and then the heartbreaking moment happens when uh, Doc says, uh, "You know, you've done a lot for me. You know, I, I've got something to shoot for. I'm gonna I'm gonna build a time machine. I'm gonna travel in time." And then Marty is just like. Oh no, you're not, because you're dead. You're dead. You got killed by. Lenny. I watched you die. Watched you die, Doc. <laughs> you should have stayed really, dead. It's really sad. I, I like how grateful uh, Doc is that he he gets to be around for 1985. I feel like I feel like that's. I feel like more of us should actually be that humble. You know. I mean, if someone yeah. came by right now and said, "You know, John." You're going to be alive this summer. I'd go, really? Oh, my God. That sounds so nice. Like six you months get to, You get to and, live to see something, you know? Yeah. You get to live to see the new Ghostbusters movie. I mean, hey, you know, honestly, maybe it's just me, but every time I get in the car, uh, my first thought is always, well, well, this could be the last time that I ever drive somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, it's really like a, I think it makes me a safer driver, but it is sure. just too much stress to put on yourself constantly. I say I mean, to my the... kid too, I'm like, you know, we could die like on this car ride, so <laughs> enjoy everything. John, John's a very good father. Good I bet. Father. 
I mean, what's the first <laughs> thing that Ice Cube does in Good Day when he wakes up? He's like, first thing, I gotta thank God. Will I live another twenty-four? Like even Ice Cube's aware of his own mortality. Yeah. And it's what, and I think, I think it's that, I think it's his knowledge of his own mortality that's able to make his, his good day possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all learning from Ice Cube right now, so that's great. If I I could travel back in time, I would follow Ice, I would be Ice Cube's companion throughout all of, of the good day. (laughs) For when he, for when his mom cooks breakfast and he, and he gets his grub on but doesn't pick out, when he plays basketball. Yeah. When he gets an in and out, all of it. Good day. When he watches Yo MTV raps. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good day. He didn't have to use his AK. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty poetic. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I think, uh, I think that, I think yeah, that wraps up this That'll be Ice Cube's good day. That'll be Ice Cube's good day. <laughs> Uh, I think we're getting a little too meta with the, uh, <laughs> the episode titles sure. now. All right. Well, uh, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, John, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Thank you for having me. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back next week with Minute 76. In the meantime, go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, leave comments there, or you can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr, and or Tumblr, uh, at BTTF Minute. Like us on Facebook. Leave us iTunes reviews. That really helps us out a lot. Helps people find the show. And uh, check out our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, at thedoctorscompanion.us. And Geek by Night. Nick and I's uh, original audio drama podcast series at geekbynight.net. And go check out uh, the other podcasts in the Minute family, Star Wars Minute good and Goodfellas Minute. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 God damn it, George Square. <laughs>